Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake hanging out with you here at our Vivid Smart Home Arena Studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, we have reason to celebrate today. Wow, why is that? Because uh, the NFL is doing, is reportedly, or at least considering doing what it should have done a long time ago, and that is shortening the preseason. Oh, that is reason to celebrate. I agree. It's just unnecessary. Don't they pretty much... uh, And in this environment with the pandemic and everything, it's it's a good time to really get serious about making that change. Cutting it from four games down to two, and I'd prefer maybe one. Don't they don't they pretty much require their season ticket holders to also buy tickets to those preseason games? I would guess that season ticket holders are probably happy about it yes. too. Yes, yes, they uh, they do. So, yeah. well, that that's good news. Way to way to start the show off on a good news. No, Gordon, <laughs> thanks. I, I feel better. Well, I mean, it's not it's not that big a deal, but it no. it, it is improvement, and improvement in this world is good. Um, Austin and I were having an, an organic off the air conversation that maybe we can bring on the air here, Gordon. Maybe we can do this throughout the show. What's the most ridiculous local sports connected story that we can think of? The most ridiculous? Ridiculous. Or because or, Austin and I, I, I can't remember how it came up, but we were laughing about the, the, uh, the TCU. Oh, I, no, oh, I remember how it came up. We don't need to go into that, but we were. Re- I didn't bring it up. <laughs> we were- I'll tell now, you. That I mean, right now, actually, now everybody uh, wants to know what the what the genesis. I was this trying is. to talk Bundesliga. But Lee, okay, all right. I think I can I can do this responsibly. <laughs> uh, there there is soccer being played on the television in the studio right now. Uh, uh-huh. A couple of German teams nobody cares about. What do you mean and, nobody? No, just because you don't care about it doesn't mean nobody does. Austin, Unbelievable. You got Frankfurt. You got what do you got? You got uh, you got Munich. What do you got? Yeah, that's something like that. So anyway, Austin Austin pointed out this fact to me, and I asked Austin a simple question. I said, "Is there somebody streaking across the field?" And Austin said, "No." And I responded, "Well, then I'm not going to watch it." <laughs> and so then we uh, we got to the we started laughing that uh, remember back after the TCU game or during the TCU game in 2010. 
the the North End Zone gal that had her 15 minutes of fame for the wrong reason. Nudity feels good, I guess. And we were just laughing about how what a ridiculous story that was. What a ridiculous thing that we talked about for like a whole week. I've got well, yeah. a, the reason we talked about it was because it's not something you see all the time. I mean, it's oh, I know stands out a tad bit. I'm not I'm not trying to justify our actions. It's just that's a, a, by the a way, pretty ridiculous story, right? How about somebody throw a towel or throw a jacket yeah. over there or something? How about that? I mean, the way they handled it was just they they wrangle the woman out marched, down the aisle, marched her out without covering her up. I mean, just. Just and in by the way, the the lead up to that game was so big. Was was that a game day game? Was game day here for that game? It was like yes. two. Both teams were in the top, certainly in the top ten. I and don't know it if was they were in the top five. Game. Oh, and and Utah just got drubbed, and uh, and that story is what grabbed the headlines. Just just kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, what's 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 the most ridiculous? Where you sat down to do a show one day, Gordon, and you thought to yourself, I cannot believe we we're talking about this. Oh, I'll give you one. The the uh, the later. Manti Teo. Manti oh yeah, Manti Teo. Manti Teo. Amazing. Remember, and his uncle came on our station. Yeah, Lemma Teo. Yeah. And and talked about it, and so we had a, a a strange connection to that whole story. Like I, I definitely sat down that day and thought to myself, I cannot believe this what? is what we're going to talk about today. What about the Utah fan that uh, got so drunk he went and slept the night in the Utah State Capitol? Okay, that is hilarious. And didn't yeah, he get arrested for breaking that. and entering? Or I something? hope. Yeah. And, and that's like a long way to walk and a pretty steep hill. And, and a weird place to decide <laughs> this is it. This is where I'm going. This is where, this I'm where I'll lay my head down tonight. Oh, so anyway, I don't know. That's uh, maybe somebody it? can help us out. Out Jake Scott's own at Austin Horton at Gordon Munson. Didn't the cheerleader get beat up by a fan? Yes. Or a fan? Great example. That was wasn't that in Provo? And it yeah, was a Utah so. cheerleader, I think. Yeah, I, or, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, what about uh, yeah. what about the, uh, the the Bozo fans that defaced the Cougar statue? This was like last year, right, or two years ago? Two years ago? ago, yeah. And they actually got caught because they came back <laughs> to take pictures. <laughs> to take pictures of it. <laughs> what about the guys? Didn't Good somebody, move. One for the did, Snapchat. Good move. Didn't some Utah fans set up there and, and do something with the Y? On the mountain, they, didn't they paint it one yeah, time? Painted red yeah, or but something? But then they got they got caught somehow. Seems like that was kind of a silly thing. What about the BYU fan that broke uh, Mrs. Whittingham's phone in half? Oh yeah, yes, was I was at that game. I I was at that post game press conference, and I have I don't know if I've ever seen Wit that perturbed. I mean, not that he's the most warm and friendly all of the time, but I mean, <laughs> after losing that game like that, and then having his mom involved in an incident, and we didn't know about that at the time. We just knew Wit was salty in that post game. Well, you press don't like your family members being messed with. No, no, and he he did not. That was. Mm-mm. That was not a, a happy Coach Whittingham, understandably so. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, we we are forget there are other crazy things that have happened that were. There's got to be tons. What yeah. are we forgetting? Open mic us. This this could be a, a good excuse to use some open <laughs> mics today. Uh, download our Zone Sports Network app. Go to the open mic feature and uh, submit uh, 15 seconds of audio, and it goes right to Austin. So, what's the most? Ridiculous sports story. Bobby Williams, great example. 
<laughs> uh, that was with and Tori uh, Ellis. Tori Ellis and Bobby Williams uh, at a at a got into an altercation at a Park City nightclub and gave fake names. And Robert Whaley hurt himself. He had a cut that he blamed on his toddler. Said his toddler threw a knife at him. Yeah, was that, that were those two separate incidents? No, it was the same incident. They okay. were together, and I, I remember that because I always laughed at. Okay, Darren Williams, alias Tori Ellis. All right, that's pretty. That's pretty good. You thought of that? Yeah, previous, right. Yeah, yeah, you you came up with that. That's that's probably believable. But I, I'm thinking of Robert Whaley looking around while he's thinking of his a- alias, and he's like <laughs> Bobby, and then looks at Darren Williams and goes Williams. <laughs> 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 Oh my! <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the most ridiculous local sports story that has become a conversation? Open mic us. You can tweet us at Jake Scott Zone at Gordon Monson. Uh, you've been in the middle of a couple. The 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 Jim Boylan incident was was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I thought so. Let's see what other uh, the the Chris Hill uh, public statement. Denouncing your interview on DJ and PK was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> where he wouldn't yeah. even use your name, where yeah. he ca- he he called you a sport. What did he call you? A sports columnist? I've been called worse. Yeah, that that was when, uh, when that, Gordon uh, had his prevent her his credentials pulled oh, from a from, certain soccer place from uh, the, from RSL. Yeah, that was fairly ridiculous. So the, you, Carl, you, the you, Carl Malone incident was uh, ranked right up there as well. But wait, uh, which one? Uh, I criticized him back in the mid '90s, whatever, and uh, well, that, that was what generated the whole Jim Gray. When was the last time you cried, Carl? Yeah. Thing. I thought you were talking about the time uh, Brad Rock filled in for me on the show when we were doing it together the first time, and uh, Carl just decided to go scorched earth over like a three-hour <laughs> show. You remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. That was the time, if I'm remembering right, he brought a salad in with him? No, that was the time. Oh. That's when he left. Oh, I remember okay. that very well, because that's when Carl left to go to L.A. And Pace, who was uh, Pace Manian, who was doing some work for the station at the time, uh, talked, to, uh, talked Carl into coming in and sitting in with you and Bowler and Pace for a, an entire show. And that's where he brought that big salad. And then he remember he said uh, about Ryan Hatch, he said, I'll, I'll feed Hatch his salad. <laughs> you remember that? Have, have I ever told the backstory on, on that? Do you remember the backstory on that? So, Ryan, Carl apparently, Carl apparently listened to the local media uh, more than he probably would admit and was not really wild about some of the opinions that Ryan had had one day. And Carl had actually come down to the station to yell at Ryan, and he didn't get past the front desk, apparently. This was when I first, first started. And so then some weeks later, this happens where Carl's leaving, and he comes in to do this this show, and Hatch was doing updates from a different studio. You remember this, Gordon, when you guys were in Airwaves Cafe? Yes. And Hatch was doing updates from the the second floor there at Trolley Mm -hmm. Corners. And Hatch gets on, uh, you know, or, or Bowler's throwing at the Hatch for an update. And Bowler's like, let's uh, let's get out to Ryan Hatch, who's got a sports update for us. And it was right when you guys were talking about Carl Malone's big salad. And it clicked in Carl's head, like clicked in his mind, like Ryan, H- Ryan Hatch. And then he was like, <laughs> I'll feed Hatch his salad. Like just kind of like <laughs> that guy. Oh, man. 
Uh, anyway, sorry. I, that I, was I remember when uh, when I criticized Carl. It was the first time I think he'd ever been really, really criticized around here. And uh, it, uh, I'll never forget. It was in the middle playoffs. I was on my way to Houston, and uh, I got to uh, my hotel, and there were three messages for me. Uh, I think there were four messages for me. Two of them from local stations, one from ESPN, and I think one might have been from CNN. And they all wanted to talk to me about what was going on with Carl. So, I mean, these crazy things do bubble up every so often. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you Chasta trailer, uh, our good friend, just tweeted me uh, a, a YouTube video of a very young and dapper-looking David James doing a news story on the cheerleader whose name was <laughs> Billy Prittis. And uh, yeah, you chased a trailer ads who ironically enough wound up at BYU. How about that? Wow. Isn't that interesting? There you go. But I mean, what a ridiculous story. How many, how many uh, sports communities have cheerleaders pulling people from the stands and, and <laughs> beating them? I don't even know how that happened. Was the cheerleader walking past and the fan reached in and they, they, then it was on like craziness from that point on? I, All I remember is that the uh, the cheerleader got the better end of that, did he not? The, the cheerleader, I'm watching it currently. Yeah, the, the, the cheerleader definitely came out on top. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So anyway, hey, look at DJ. DJ, the, you know, he hasn't aged much, our friend David James. Listen to him every single morning, 6 to 10, with uh, Patrick Kinahan. All right, so ridiculous sports stories here locally. Let's take a walk down memory lane a little bit today, and uh, and we'll have a little bit of fun because, you know, we have a unique sports community, and we've had some unique things happen. Speaking of Carl and uh, unique things happening during the playoffs that time when uh, he had always wanted to uh, uh, bag himself a, a, a cougar, I mean like a, a real cat, and uh, so someone from the game, uh, so, someone who would know, called him and said, hey, there's a cougar holed up in its uh, habitat. Uh, what do you call a cougar nest? I don't know. <laughs> a den? A den, a cougar den. The, the so, faster we can get to the end of this story, the better. <laughs> so, <laughs> all kinds of innuendo here. Yeah. So uh, Carl is notified, and Carl grabs his gun and heads on down to wherever the cougar den was, and and he bagged himself a cougar. And well, I just thought it was kind of a little bit like. Uh, if the, the, the warden of the zoo or whatever had called up uh, uh, Carl and said, hey, Carl, we got a cougar over here, <laughs> come on over and shoot it, because the cougar was stuck in its den. Wait, wait, wait. And, he yeah, went I to a zoo like, to shoot a cougar? Am I no, hearing you correctly with that, the, the no, zookeeper? <laughs> he's going to the zoo? <laughs> no, that it's hardly like, seems it's fair. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm making a comparison. I'm not saying he shot the cougar in the zoo, but it was kind of like that. Okay. It was like shooting in a diorama. Okay. I, you know, he just the cougar was 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 holed up in its den. Okay. And and whoever tipped Carl off knew that the cougar was in the den and said, hey, "Carl, the cougar's in its den. Get on down here." So Carl showed up with his with his gun and got himself a cougar. Okay. All right. That's one thing. I mean, you know, that, not I, I had something, this. 
You don't hear about Michael Jordan doing that in the middle of the playoffs, do you? You don't hear that. That's something that doesn't go on very often. No, no. But but for a minute there, I thought we were talking about, you know, like there's a, a big group of kids on the outside. Like, look, kids, there's NBA superstar Carl Malone, and he's uh, about to shoot that cougar. Let's see how this turns out. I think the Max Hall situation was uh, kind of a crazy one. Uh, yes, that was. And so was the the Austin Collie one was pretty was uh, was yeah. interesting. That created several weeks worth of uh, uh, probably some would say ridiculous radio content. We just had one. I hate that, him. Uh, that, I hate everything about him. Hate him. Hate him. Hate him. We just had yep. one that I couldn't believe got as many legs as it did with the the pizza thing. The pizza guy, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. That, that went yeah. international news. Utahns are poisoning uh, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> we made three weeks out of that yeah, thing. Right. All right. That was great. Most ridiculous stories. Uh, we will get into the big stories of the day uh, coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned uh, for that. We've got a lot to get to today. Here's the guest lineup. We're going to have Frank Layden at 4 o'clock, David Locke at 5. And, Gordon, we're uh, excited about this. Our friend, uh, we've had him on the show before, Tim Drisdom, is going to be on with us. But he's going to be all, also on the show with his brother Terrence. And, uh, Gordon, we'll get an update on uh, the, the situation we had uh, Tim on originally for. Uh, remember, he's the head coach at ICS. But uh, they're, they're songwriters, Gordon. They're, they're performing songs, or a song, a specific song. They've written it and performed it and put it out. And uh, they're trying to get a good message out there. So we're going to help them today. Uh, Austin, is remind gonna, me what time. Is he going to perform it live? I don't know. I don't know. 4.30. Maybe you can talk him into it, Gordon. Hmm. All right. Although on you know on the phone we might sacrifice some uh, some quality there. Maybe maybe we'll um, it's on YouTube. We maybe could we'll play it. Maybe yeah. we'll just play it. How about that? Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, but glad they're going to join us at four thirty. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get to the split story of the day coming up right around the corner. Uh, but right now let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, he is our good friend Gabe Gabe Gomez uh, from Syringa Networks. And uh, Gabe, first and foremost, how you doing, my friend? Hey, we're all we're all doing good here, staying safe. Uh, you know, everything everything's working well. How about you guys? Hey, we're we're doing just fine. Uh, you know, still talking a little sports. Excited sports are are coming back, but we're excited you're on the show today, Gabe. And I want to start here. We're going to cover a lot of ground today, obviously. But you know, we bring up our current current situation and how it's it's caused folks to adapt. And you know, working from home is a is a big deal right now. And I would imagine being a big deal going forward. This is this is right up your alley. This is what you guys do. You help companies with exactly this situation that that is exactly correct i mean this this pandemic has kind of forever changed the uh, the landscape of how we do work and certainly uh, people working from home and being able to support uh, work at home employees is uh, something Syringa networks does by offering high quality internet connectivity and other it solutions that are specifically targeted at that type of uh, work environment and we'll talk a lot about, uh, you know, how great your service is, but just focusing on tech support uh, for a second, I would imagine a lot of companies out there when they've had trouble with their network calling an IT service department and who knows where, you know, it's a huge advantage. You guys do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year right here. You're right here for your customers. That is correct. Yeah, we, we pick up the phone and uh, there's a human on the other end of that that's uh is highly trained and specialized in being able to uh, support our clients. So we're that, that is one of the big uh, biggest things that we offer 
uh, compared to everybody else out there, we dial 800 number, like you said, and it rings who knows where, and you have to fight through some voice military to actually get service. We're, we're here, we're live, we're local. All right, so check it check them out, syringanetworks.net. That's syringanetworks.net. Find out what they can do for you. And, Gabe, you're going to be hanging out with us for the whole show, and we certainly look forward to it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, that's our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Again, syringanetworks.net. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. County cold. Up his back, couldn't work anymore. He said, One of these days, okay. That's <laughs> the big show. Oops. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 uh. and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today for the moment. No, we're changing. Yeah, it. we're, it's uh, Band of the day today is not Tyler Childers, uh, selected by wow. Gordon and brought to you by. Uh, Live Nation concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Great choice, Gordon. Well, I don't know every song. I don't know. This is his number one song. Mm. Oh, is it? First well, one to pop is up. There, is there a radio edit? <laughs> That's got to be a record for... I think we'll go with, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Mary Paul... What's the Peter, Paul, and Mary? Yeah, let's go the with them. The day. Yeah, sure, good. Peter, Paul, and Mary. I'm all about like that. Oh, my gosh. Nice and safe Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> Jeez. I haven't heard Lemon Tree in a long time. Wow. Um, <laughs> should we play some Quinn Snyder comments? Should we just go Please. ahead and pretend like the last two minutes didn't happen? <laughs> uh, Quinn Snyder was on ESPN this morning. He was on first take, and this was his first opportunity to be asked about the Donovan Mitchell-Rudy Gobert relationship, and here are his comments. Well, I think it's important, you know, just to take a step back Um as you're thinking about um, those two guys, they're both really terrific people and, and excellent players. Um, this, this was the first time that, that any two players um, on one team, uh, really, I, I think across the world, certainly in, in the U.S. and in the NBA, that were diagnosed with, with that virus. And if you could imagine, you know, the emotion, uh, the fear, uh, all the different things that, that go through, you know, their minds and, and their feelings. Uh, it's, it's humbling to think about that, and, and you try to. And I, I think right now, you know, we're in good shape. Those guys are getting ready to play, and they're as excited as anybody in our team and anybody in the league. That was Quinn Snyder on Donovan and Rudy. And, Gordon, it, he kind of said what you and I talked about back at the very beginning of this whole thing. We're going through – and I say we, we all are going through something that we have never dealt with ever, ever before. There is zero precedent for what we were going through and what we are going through. And I can't imagine the emotions that both of those guys were feeling. And when we talked about it then, you know, we said, OK, let's let's see what time does to this thing as they both have plenty of reasons to to work together to a common goal. And uh, that's kind of what Quinn Snyder was getting at there is, you know, they're, they're going to go out there and try and win. 
Right, and that's that's what jazz fans really care about is what's the relationship like. Is it uh, what was the quote from the Athletic? Uh, it's unsalvageable or right. something. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's apparently salvageable. And I still don't get the feeling like those guys are overly warm, but I, I don't know whether they really need to be. You know, as long as they're both motivated, both of those guys are smart and opinionated and driven. And, and so you're going to have uh, your moments of a uh, little bit of fracture. So it, it sounds as though what Quinn is saying is that uh, that's all been taken care of and they're ready to get back to business and uh, that that's extremely good news for the Jazz. Because even, you know, sometimes I don't think Quinn would say that if it weren't true. I mean, if the, he, he might soften it or he might uh, sort of skirt around that question or that issue. But uh, I think some people were really concerned about that. And yeah. why wouldn't you be the Jazz's two best players? Well, if you think about it, Gordon, let's just think about Rudy here for a second. Remember at the beginning of this in, in – this is amazing that Rudy Gobert, speaking of unique sports stories here, that Ru- Rudy Gobert was the, the – him testing positive was like the, the flare that went up in this country yes. and changed the way everybody was was looking in, uh, at this uh, situation and dealing with this situation. And, it, it you know, that one circumstance, that one instance – uh, uh, was was pretty dramatic, and do you remember the the heat coming Rudy's way? I mean, it it, it oh, yeah. was ridiculous then, as as it is ridiculous now. But do you remember the heat coming Rudy's way? Oh, yeah. And and now that almost seems so ridiculous with three months of of hindsight that we've seen how this has spread and and how it's the country's dealt with it. And I mean, I think it's it's pretty obvious that Rudy Gobert did not give the coronavirus to the rest of the world, and I think we're all kind of now. <laughs> that is, there's so much water that's gone under the bridge since then. You know, I, I would guess that Donovan probably went through a, an emotional roller coaster like anybody else. And now we've kind of come to grips with our situation. It's it's probably a little easier to have a conversation about it, wouldn't you think? Jake, I remember writing a column about that, essentially saying that Rudy Gobert is not the face of the coronavirus. We all are. He shouldn't be anyway. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. Any anyone who's human uh, is. I mean, that is a disease. That is a virus that is very non-discriminatory when it comes to whoever. Now, I think that the fact that Rudy was goofing around with the subject a little bit set him up, but that certainly didn't uh, warrant the kind of uh, finger pointing and blame that uh, that he got. But uh, it sounds to me like. Uh, Think about what the Jazz went through there. And I don't, I'm not in the business of making excuses. But they're ready to tip off. First of all, they've been warned. The Jazz had been as conscientious as any team in the NBA, telling their players about this and all that. And they're about to take the floor in a very important game against the Thunder. And all of a sudden, everybody gets hauled back in and hauled up. And at that point, they don't know. Uh, they they really don't know have the information necessary in order to really think about how devastating this information is. And then uh, you know, then they he has to stay back there. Both of them, I think they both did. And then the Jazz come out and they have to meet with uh, with uh, Dr. Angela Dunn and others, uh, not knowing what this meant for their families, for their kids, for all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Tra- I'd say that's fairly traumatic, right. wouldn't you? Right, absolutely. And you know, we went over it uh, over and over and over again. I mean, Donovan and Rudy both aren't going anywhere uh, anytime soon. 
Uh, you know, they're both under contract. They're both uh, they benefit from each other's success. You know, we we can get in back into the discussion uh, if their games are complementary or not. But they need to do their best to make sure their games complement each other because they everybody benefits. You know, when Donovan and Rudy play well together, the Jazz are going to win more basketball games. And, and that remains a fact. So they have, you know, they have common interests. They have common goals. They want to get paid. They want to, yeah. to play as well as they possibly can. So, and they want to be great. Right. I mean, they both do. And they both wanted to be all-stars. Okay, you can check that one off your list. They both want to win a championship. They've both spoken to that uh, rather prematurely uh, in some people's minds. But that, that tells you what the mindset is. Yeah. And it's very similar, the two of them. From that standpoint, I do agree with you that the games can be complementary in some ways and in certain ways adjustments need to be made and that might be seen as inconvenient by the individuals. But, uh, uh, for instance, uh, Donovan Mitchell likes to drive to the basket. And guess who is uh, hanging around the basket? Rudy Gobert, right? On the other hand, he's a superstar player that doesn't demand the ball, even though he kind of did demand the ball, didn't he? He he did, but he you know what that. I mean. He doesn't demand it on a regular basis on every possession, and so he's willing to contribute to the team without competing uh, with Donovan. I'll say it that way. Hmm. You know, you you kind of forget about Rudy's behavior this season in regards to demanding the ball, don't you? I wonder if that's going to change. <laughs> I wonder if, if that little issue right there is just going to be smoothed over, at least in, in the in the temporary. Well, let's not sugarcoat it, Jake. You and I both know that there were some troubles that ruffled some feathers with the Jazz players. Yeah, he called out the whole team nine nine games into the season, and that, yeah, and that bothered a lot of them. And I, you think? But you you read what uh, Rudy has said since the diagnosis and since all this became known. He said, "It's uh, you know your relationship with your teammates is not always perfect." And then he compared it to marriage. He said, "He said even marriages aren't perfect. You know you have to you know, work things and and uh, and find common ground and move forward from there." And so that sounds to me what what they've done. But I I don't think that they're like hanging out together or anything like that. Uh, and 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 maybe they'll get to a point where they can do that. But I don't think that's the foundation of that relationship the way it is right now. I'll tell you what, I, I hope they, they repair the relationship enough that they can still do those funny commercials. <laughs> those were pretty good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, enjoyed those, those the, were good. I enjoyed the funny commercials. So yeah. hopefully they can still do those uh, together uh, after the COVID-19 pandemic uh, goes away. Here, here. Here, here. Who are those? It's Vivint, right? They do those yes. commercials. I still like the cat one, the the meow one. I mean that one, or or the art one. The art one's pretty good. Best defense is many Rudy's. I mean that's pretty hilarious. Meow. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we'll about see Rubio and Crowder are now gone. So I know, it's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What about the one with Bowler and? Okay, uh... that one freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, that, that was, one. That was, was that Bogdanovich? Yeah, it was Conley. Yeah. Bogdanovich. Yeah, that one. Oh. That one freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, I, that one, that was, that acting might have been a little too good in that one. A little, a little too realistic. Do you there. think that was the first and last time Bowler has held a uh, video game controller in his hand? <laughs> Maybe not the first, but certainly the last. <laughs> 
Did we give him ample crap for that? Oh, why? He did a great job. Yeah, he, Bowler was fine. I just, you know, the concept. Yeah, when when did that ever matter? The concept was a little scary. <laughs> scary? A little, I don't know, yeah. unnerving. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, right. That know. that all of a sudden I'm lo- I'm looking at Austin right now, and that he would uh, pull off some rubber mask, and it'd actually be Bowler who's been producing the Don't show. Don't watch Mission Impossible ever, or that ridiculous movie Face Off. Remember that one? Right. That's actually yeah. the the that's maybe, a fine movie. Maybe the dumbest concept for a movie ever. But I'd watch it right now. I would not. Yes, you would. No, I would. I would absolutely not. What did Mike Conley say in that commercial? He said, "Oh, I didn't know you were into that." I don't know. Is that is that what? He... Yeah, when he's talking about all the masks on the wall. Oh, I didn't know you were into that. Into what exactly? <laughs> where dressing, are you? Where are you going? Dressing here? up in masks? Where, where... I, I don't know. I can, you want me to read Mike Conley's mind? No. There was an implication there. No, I, I don't. Wow. I'm just curious to why you brought it up, though. That's. Well, An implication? What do you mean? Like a like a Stanley Kubrick movie? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I didn't say the line. I didn't include the line in there. What do you think? What else could that be referring to? He said, if I'm not wrong, he said, oh, I didn't know you were into that. Hmm. Collecting? Sort of thing. Collecting those things? <laughs> okay. If that's interpreted any which way you will. That was the creepiest part of the whole thing. And then Bowler pulling his face. I mean. <laughs> Bogdanovich pulling his face off. To Just leave it on the doorstep. Is that a Vivint smart home system? Yeah. Cameras, sensors, everything. What are you trying to protect? Oh. I didn't know you were into that. <laughs> Come on. Collecting. Yeah, right. What do you mean, yeah, right? Whatever. It literally shows his collection of masks. Okay. Now I want to know what you're into. No, I no, I don't. <laughs> Strike that from the record. Yeah, right. Let me get, let, let me get Chester on the phone. No, let's see. not do that. No, uh, you've had a rough start to this segment, Chester. Rough but I didn't. I, wait, I didn't. Last do time anything. you pick a band of the day. Oh, what do you mean? I don't know. Right out the song? gate with the big one. <laughs> Did you dump that? I hope. Of course. Yeah. I mean, are we still are we still on the air? Has the bat phone rang in there yet, Austin? I unplugged it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah let's give another try. Maybe no. a different song. Yeah, a different song. Just uh-uh. because there, no, there happened over. to be an F bomb in the first Peter, Paul, and Mary, we decided. You know who's okay, not I'm, dropping I'm, an F bomb in the first sentence of the Peter, song? Peter Paul or Mary. Not gonna happen. I like myself some Peter, Paul, and Mary. That's some good folk music, man. Listen to that when I was a kid. All right. We'll get to more Big Show coming up next. Uh, it is. <laughs> want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. That. I heard that. And I thought, did I just hear that? Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Just a lad of ten, my father said to me, Come here and take a lesson from the lovely lemon tree. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. We've got what's what going great, on. What a great song this is. Yeah. Makes you feel no, good. What do you mean? No. This is terrible. No, you look at a lemon on a tree, you think it's uh, wonderful to eat, but then you taste the uh, lemon and uh, you find out that impossible why don't we have barney songs for band of the day while we're at it hey man these guys were influential in the in the folk uh, kind of I feel like i'm in era. sunday school this is it sunday is school no no this was this was revolutionary back in the day they sang a lot about anti-war stuff you know. singing about a lemon tree it's a, yeah, i know but they're singing about love and how you can't own love you know you have to no they're singing you know. about a lemon tree it's a it's a it's a very folky song. It's definitely what you, it's like the stereotypical folk song. Like when you hear, a, it's almost like a caricature of itself in a weird way. Sounds like a nursery about? rhyme. This is an iconic number it is. one song. I agree. I'm defending it. It but it uh-huh. it is very much like what you would picture in your head it when just you screams say listen to radio. folk. Anyway. Uh, Gordon, a little bit of an update on the Morgan Scally situation. Uh, good work by your boy Josh Newman there for the Salt Lake Tribune. He's got a story up, sltrib.com. Uh, he's examined at least part of uh, Scally's contract, and there is language in that contract, Gordon, uh, that uh, would, uh, as he put it, appear to support termination with cause. Uh, the existing deal is a two-year, $1.64 million deal, uh, but we talked about the amendment to his contract that he received or supposedly received in December, and uh, Utah uh, so far has not... Um, uh, surrendered that provision. Uh, it's a, The Tribune submitted a grammar request. In fact, I'll read this paragraph. The Tribune submitted a grammar request for the fifth time on Saturday morning in an effort to see what the amendment entails. The previous four requ- uh, requests have been returned in part with, quote, the university has performed a thorough search of its files and has been unable to locate any records responsive to your request, unquote. And Josh adds that alone indicates the possibility that Scali has not signed any contract amendment. Well, that's that's uh, a tough tough one for him because I assume uh, a decent sized raise was involved in that. Yeah. So, um, that, that, but most contracts seems to me like most contracts have have uh, some paragraph or something in there about uh, certain behaviors and uh, uh, differentiating between uh, you know good cause and just getting rid of somebody to get rid of them. Right. Right. So I don't know if, if this is really, you know, uh, groundbreaking information that, as you say, is is not good for, for Morgan. And if uh, Josh included the language uh, in his article about uh, some of the, you know, fired for cause, and one of them in particular says, fa- a failure to positively represent University of Utah's athletic program in private and public forums. Mm-hmm. And you could probably fit what's going on into that language, I'm guessing. So maybe none of this matters. And if he is not back with the University of Utah, it'll probably be termination with cause and uh, headed for a lawsuit, I'm sure. And uh, if he keeps his job, then he keeps his job. Would you pursue that in court under those uh, conditions? That seems like that would just drag it on. And uh, I mean... It seems to me like he admitted that he used certain terminology that you can't use. Uh, yes, but if you think about it this way, there's also $1.64 million on the line. 
And you can make an argument that Morgan's, uh, you know, ability to make that kind of money in the future might be damaged. So you got to yeah, but find a way to salvage that? as much money as you possibly can. I don't know, but uh, you can. Uh, you ask why you would drag it on like that. It's because you want to salvage. That's a lot of money. I suppose, but if you're trying to repair your, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm not an attorney. I don't know the terms of every term of the, the contract. So. I did, that would be a decision that would need to be made whether you want a lawsuit involved because then you just drag it on and create more news out of something that you want to put in your rear view in a hurry. I got you, but he also has the right to defend himself. Right. I mean— And if, that's what the that's what that process is for. Yeah. Okay. It just seems like if you use that terminology— uh, then you used it, and he admitted to using it. So I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs from that perspective. But I wonder how long this is going to take. You, if you, if I put the over-under at uh, two weeks, you're going over or under? Um, hmm. The, the, two uh, weeks the over, investigation, I'm... the review supposedly started when? On uh, Thursday? Yeah, I... I don't know, Gordon. I, I think that we've seen at times universities really drag their feet in these types of situations in an effort to, I don't know, help it help soften the blow. I mean, how long did it take for uh, the Baylor's report on their circumstance to come out? Wasn't that like a year? So I don't, I don't know. I don't expect it to be that long, but they might. Well, that um, was a much more complex. It was. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you get my point. They might try and draw this out a while. So I don't I don't know I I would hope under but I don't I don't know Gordon yeah we'll see what do you think I don't know I really don't I have, it, it just it, uh, we we've talked about some of the issues that need to be reviewed and that could take some time but uh, uh, I don't know how thorough they need to be are they going to interview every player that played under Scally or when he was a coach with the uh, with the Utes uh, going back his entire tenure, that that would that would be that would take some time to do that. But what would what would frustrate me is my answer to that question. Again, this is the cynical side: is what do they really want to find? Do they want to find something? Well, I would want to find that out because if you make a decision and then later you get more information, you could end up looking bad. I I agree with you. But sometimes it seems like universities not... are quite concerned with their right. public image. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, would I hope they, they do the right thing and actually try to uh, salvage some justice to this situation? I, I would hope so. But uh, I don't know. I, don't I'm, know. I, guess, I guess I'm just naive or simple enough to think, yeah, you want to get it right for all the right reasons. You know, both in favor of Morgan and what some people might think against him. So you, you want to do all your homework necessary so that you don't get some surprise uh, later on. Yeah, I, I hope that's how it turns out. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But we've seen it not turn out that way a lot. So I don't know. That's that's I'm that's my cynical side. I should be more positive. I apologize. Let's hope. 
Let's hope everything's done in the right way. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Uh, check out what they can do for you at syringanetworks.net. And uh, Gabe, just kind of talk about uh, what you guys can do differently than everybody else. What truly makes Syringa Networks unique? Well, there's, there's a number of things, but primarily it's going to be our customer service. The fact that we house a specialist, a 7 by 24 available to support our clients. Um, and they're, they're, they're live. They're, they're local individuals here that they're, again, highly trained uh, to work through issues. Uh, we have, you know, like any telecom company out there, um, when things break is when you really need to, their support. And that's really where, where our model fits best is if, if this high-touch sort of support that you get from our customer or service team. All right, syringanetworks.net. Check them out online. And, Gabe, I, I love it when you give us this stat. Remind us how much cable you guys have in the ground. We have uh, just over 2,000 miles of fiber optic cable wow. in the ground in Utah alone. Um, and that's a, that's a huge feat to have done. We, did, we put that in place over the last uh, seven years. That's that's really amazing. And, and all that to service clients right here uh, in Utah. That's pretty cool. Our, For sure, yeah, and that's that, that's a considerable investment we put forward, and uh, again, it really does make a big difference to be on fiber. All right, find out what Syringa Networks can do for you. It's very easy, syringanetworks.net. That's S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, syringanetworks.net. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show. What's going on? Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.